welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here again this week. I want to say a big thank you to everyone that participated in our thankfulness challenge last week. Um, Most of everything was done virtually through social media, and it was really awesome just to see all the things you guys are grateful for and to give you some different ideas of how to practice gratitude in different ways. And hopefully you found something that works for you. I also hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. If you are a U.S. person, um, we had a little bit of a different Thanksgiving this year, mostly just because my house is still under construction and we still do not have a kitchen. So typically, I love to cook and host holidays and Thanksgiving and things like that. Um, But this year, obviously, I was unable to do that. So we actually were able to go to my mother-in-law's house and she cooked everything. And it actually was really nice because I just got to relax and I didn't have to worry about making anything or bringing anything. I was super spoiled. Um, I also had like four days in a row off, which again, almost never happens. So it really um, was a great weekend and I'm feeling very refreshed and ready to get back to my week this week. So nutrition for the holidays. Let's get into it. As we enter into full swing holiday season, we also enter into what is typically poor nutrition season as well, probably worse than summer and summer vacations because I feel like in the summer, even though maybe you fall off your nutrition plan a little with vacations and things like that, there's more fresh fruit available and you're usually you know, more active because you're outside. Um, But it seems like no matter what holiday you celebrate this time of year, it's almost guaranteed that you'll present be presented with more social situations that offer not only more foods that are higher in sugar and fat content, but also more opportunities to overeat in these social situations and more opportunities to drink alcohol than usual. And all of these things combined are really what can lead to weight gain illness, and even enhancing mood disorders. So my goal for this podcast episode is to talk through what happens to your body as a whole when you start to snowball into poor nutrition choices over the holiday season and kind of the hangover it can lead to afterwards, um, which also is what leads to the New Year's resolutions and the New Year New Me because everyone's feeling horrible and guilty and sluggish and gross from overeating and over drinking over the holidays. So I'm hoping to give you some simple tips to help improve your choices and just make you more knowledgeable about the choices that you're making to enhance your holidays in a healthy way. So we're going to start with the most obvious 
side effect of overeating and increased alcohol consumption combined with these social activities. Um, typically, we'll start to be invited to more gatherings as the holidays get closer, and all of these gatherings will involve food and likely alcohol, and it only takes a couple of these events to throw you off track from your nutrition plan and kind of snowball into feelings of sluggishness and failure and eventually the I give up and I'll start again in the new year type of attitude. I know you all know how this feels because I sure do as well. Um, I've been in that situation many of times. Um, all you have to do is pile on a little work stress or a little family stress on top of all these situations that you're entering and it's a recipe for weight gain. Um, now, I know I preach that weight isn't the only measurement you should rely on for your health. And I still agree with that 100%. But in this case, I'm choosing to utilize this measurement because it will be the ultimate result if you approach your gatherings with the I give up approach, right? You just say, oh, there's no way I can possibly stay on track with, you know, these multiple things coming up and just forget it. I'm going to just forget it and I'll start again in the new year. So what I would suggest is to take the approach toward a social gathering during the holidays and really any time of year, but we'll talk specifically the holidays as a know before you go, right? Like a little rhyme, a little saying, um, asking ahead of time, what kind of food is going to be there? What kind of drinks are going to be offered? Or looking at the menus of restaurants ahead of time or asking what will the menu be? Um, know what options will be available to you before you actually arrive. This is a way that you can kind of plan what to order food and drink wise or plan your dessert, et cetera, so that you can find a balance of the food that is enjoyable, but not overindulgent. So when we go to a more formal gathering, we're offered an appetizer, a salad or soup, then a meal, then dessert, and then add in a few drinks. And you could potentially be looking at like an entire day's worth of intake that'll happen in just a couple of hours, which will no doubt leave you feeling really yucky the next day. So instead, what I would suggest is to plan ask, will there be hors d'oeuvres or appetizers? What kind? Um, maybe you can select something that's primarily veggies or protein versus sugary or fatty. And maybe the limit you'll have like, okay, I'll allow myself three hors d'oeuvres from the plates that are going around or something like that. And of course, I'd recommend going with salad over soup. But if you choose a soup, aim for a thinner broth with lots of veggies. And this will be a lower calorie and higher nutrition density selection. So kind of thinking instead of the creamy, thick soups, the thinner broth, lots of veggies, things like that. When it comes to dinner, you're going to aim for a meal that's similar to what you'd normally have if you were cooking for yourself at home and pay attention to serving size, right? So often it's not what we're having for dinner when we're out or at a social event, it's how much we're having. So remember that there is a little trick to ask for a to-go box right away and pack up half of it before you even start eating. So then you're not tempted to eat it all. And then we'll have dessert, right? Dessert is somewhere that I personally would allow myself to splurge a little bit, um, but mainly if I stuck to my nutrition goals prior to that. Like maybe I skip the hors d'oeuvres, have the salad, you know, skip the bread at the table, have a nice protein and veggie packed dinner, 
in proper portions and then say, all right, I'm going to splurge and get that dessert. But again, knowing your options before you go can help you select what dessert you may want to have. Um, Another idea that can be fun is to order a couple of desserts for the whole table and everyone just gets like a small sample of each. And that way you get to try lots of flavors, but also stay again in a reasonable portion size. Um, So these are all just little tips for those like food centric gatherings, which I feel like no matter what holiday it is, food is like the center of gathering. Food is how so many different cultures show each other that they love each other and care about each other. You know, feeding other people makes you feel good. Um, And so it's no surprise that it's common for gatherings to be centered around. But it's also an opportunity for you to just know before you go plan and make sure that you can make the best out of it because I'm sure that you know what it feels like to overeat. I certainly do. I still make that mistake sometimes. Um, And it's like after you overeat, you just feel so gross. (laughs) At least I do. I don't know. And I feel like I don't even want to stay at that social situation anymore because I just feel so yucky that I need to like go home and sleep it off or something, you know, when you just have way too much. Um, And so, you know, approaching these situations with that memory of like, okay, I know what it feels like to not overeat or to overeat. So I'm going to try not to overeat and plan ahead and all of those things. So those are some suggestions I would have for food with gatherings. Now we're going to talk alcohol. And alcohol is a slippery slope when it comes to drinking socially. So if you are someone who does drink alcohol or in social situations, I'm sure you can kind of know where I'm coming from when I'm talking about this. But even if you plan to just have one drink or two drinks, often it's going to lead to more for just a few reasons. Um, I've covered this in past episodes, but really the biggest reason is after a couple of drinks, your inhibitions are lowered because of the alcohol in your system, which means you're more likely to keep drinking and to keep eating, right? So my best advice for having a drink or two is first to be sure that you're properly hydrated before your first drink. So it's important, especially for women, um, our bodies are typically a lot smaller than male bodies. And so we tend to have less water in our bodies, which is also why our blood alcohol content goes up more so than a man, even with the equal drink amount, right? So always stay hydrated. Lots and lots of water the day leading up to an evening where you know you may have a drink or two. Now, some people would recommend like a mocktail, which is like a non-alcoholic cocktail option uh, to mix in with maybe a regular drink, you know, have a mocktail, have a regular drink. But I also would caution the mocktail because those tend to be really high in sugar, usually more so than an actual like alcohol drink. So drink lots of water before you go, eat like normal before you go. I'd say skip the mocktails. It might be better to have like, you know, just a seltzer water with lemon and lime or something like that instead of a mocktail. 
um, don't starve yourself all day to try to make up for the intake you'll have later. So this is a big mistake people will make. They'll eat super light all day because they'll say, oh, I'm going out to dinner and I'm going to have drinks. And so I'm going to like save my calories or whatever. But it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> and the less you eat and drink during the day before you go, the more likely you are to overeat and overdrink once you're there. So don't starve yourself all day. Have your normal intake and begin your evening as a properly hydrated and fueled person, right? I've drank enough and I've eaten enough all day, so I'm more likely to stay in control once I get there. And my next piece of advice isn't new or fresh advice. I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but I'll say it anyway. Alternate your alcohol drink with water. So drink alcohol, drink water. Have another drink, drink water. Um, another thing you can do is skip the drink with dinner. So maybe you have a drink with appetizers and you'll have maybe one with dessert or something like that. Focus on water during dinner. Um, that can be a really good solid plan. And it also gives you a break in your alcohol intake for your body to kind of flush everything out and start fresh again versus piling that alcohol on top of more alcohol and really raising that blood alcohol content. So, okay, so we've covered how to approach a social situation, um, both with food and alcohol, but I really kind of want to get into how overeating and drinking during the holidays can lead to illness. So remember at the beginning of the episode, I talked weight gain, that everything we kind of just talked about is to help you control the weight gain or avoid the weight gain. But now I want to talk about how overeating and drinking alcohol can actually lead to you getting sick over the holiday season. So I think as Americans especially, we tend to really underestimate the amount of control we actually have over our health. So we think it's cold and flu season, but do you ever wonder why it's cold and flu season? A big contributing factor is the amount of sugar and alcohol that we tend to consume during the winter months right? So I don't think people pay enough attention to this or even think about it, but sugar in general isn't bad for our bodies, right? In small amounts, especially naturally occurring sugars, our body needs a certain amount of that. But when we take in refined sugar in high amounts, so think all the bakery, the cookies, and all the things over the holidays that we tend to gravitate towards um, it can actually lead to a suppression of our immune system. So get this, if you overeat in refined sugar or take in refined sugar in high amounts, it can actually suppress your immune system for up to five hours after consumption. Now think about pairing that with alcohol that also suppresses the immune system and causes leakage from the gut into the bloodstream. Again, a recipe for illness. So think about this. You're in a room with a bunch of people and maybe a few of them are currently fighting off some kind of illness, some kind of bacteria, virus, whatever. They might not even be aware of it because their body's doing a good job, you know, working on fighting it off or they haven't become symptomatic yet. And you're having drinks and you're eating all those fun little desserts and sugar and whatever, and you're suppressing your immune system, right? Now you're socializing, um, Maybe you're sharing drinks with friends or family members, and you end up picking up some kind of virus or bacteria that your body normally could fight off. But at this point in time, your immune system isn't able to respond the way it normally could, 
and boom, a few days later, you're sick and you blame it on, well, it was cold and flu season and I was with a bunch of other people. When realistically, it could have maybe been avoided by supporting your immune system a little bit better, right? Especially in these COVID-19 times, I don't want to get too deep into it, but this is information I hope you truly take to heart, is our world is essentially opened up again, right? For the most part. And the number one way to avoid disease really of any kind is a healthy body and a healthy, well-functioning immune system. So I definitely wouldn't ask everyone to abstain from alcohol consumption, nor would I ever ask you to skip dessert all the time. But just keep in mind that a healthy body will generally remain that way. So making a plan, know before you go, stick to your plan, and not only will you help take care of your calorie intake and hopefully just work on maintaining your weight through the holiday season, but you'll also work on improving your immune system. And I think that's super, super important as we go into what we call cold and flu season, because it's very often the things that are happening during cold and flu season are things that we actually have control over that could help us fight off that cold and flu that goes around, right? So just keep that in mind. Now, I want to talk about mood and mood disorders because, again, those of us that live with some form of depression and even those who don't have regular depression often can experience what we call the winter blues, right, or seasonal mood disorders, right? Um, Those tend to come up really first due to the lack of sunlight much of the U.S. experiences during winter. So we know that vitamin D is extremely important for our mood, among other things. And if you're in the northern, northeastern area, or maybe the midwestern area of the state like me, um, we have short, cold days that seem to last for months on end, right? So we go from having all this natural light and outdoor you know, exposure. And then all of a sudden fall comes, winter comes, it's cold. We're stuck inside. You know, it's dark when we leave for work. It's dark when we get home from work. We don't get that sunlight. We don't get that fresh air. And the lack of natural light can spark that seasonal depression. And many of us can actually be placed on vitamin D supplements to help because the lack of vitamin D from the sun um, can really lead to some of the effects of those winter blues. But let's talk sugar and mood. So this may or may not surprise you, but sugar intake is actually linked to depression. And according to Healthline, researchers in London discovered that a diet rich in whole foods like fruits, vegetables, and fish can lower your risk for depression in middle age. And according to their study, people who ate processed foods like sweetened desserts, fried foods, and processed meats were more likely to be diagnosed with depression than people who largely relied on unprocessed whole foods. And get this. Some studies showed that sugar addiction is actually stronger than cocaine addiction. Okay. So let's break that down a little and talk about it in a little simpler terms. Sugar intake, really sugar and refined carbohydrates like white bread, white sugar, things like that are linked to inflammation throughout the body. And depression is linked to inflammation as well. So more sugar, more problems when it comes to the mood department for sure. Um, Really just thinking about how these things kind of snowball, this snowball effect, right? 
okay, it's winter. I've got less sun exposure. I'm not getting outside. I'm not getting, you know, the natural sunlight that I normally do. And then I've got stress piled on from the holidays, right? I feel like everybody talks about the stress of the holidays. Maybe it's money stress. Maybe it's family stress. Maybe the end of year is like really busy at work. Okay. So now we have lack of natural light, increased stress levels, and then we start consuming these inflammatory type foods, right? The cookies, the desserts, the drinks, the alcohol, all of that. Um, And then we start feeling really crummy. And then usually what we do is we'll self-treat our crummy feelings with more things that are bad for us, like sugary food and drinks, right? And around and around we go. Now, we don't need to cover alcohol and mood too deeply. I have done that in the past, but we know that alcohol consumption absolutely leads to fatigue, inflammation in the body, and mood disorders. Okay, so let's take a little pause. Thank you for sticking with me for this long. I know this episode's a little longer than my last couple, but the subject is a little more multifaceted. And I just want to be sure that I get in as much information as I can that I feel would be helpful for you as you approach this holiday season. Actually, we're already into it, but um, I guess the last month of the year, right? So let's end now with a few tips for surviving the holiday season in balance and in good health, okay? So number one, when it comes to holiday gatherings, know before you go. Plan your meals and drinks ahead of time. If it's a gathering at a house, you can offer actually to make a dish and maybe bring that with you. So then you know it's something that agrees with your nutrition plan and there will always be a good option for you if you're the one bringing it. Next, think about sticking to normal as much as possible. So don't get stuck in the rut of, I give up and I'll just wait till next year. Eat your meals like normal. Drink your water like normal. At least half your body weight in ounces each day. Three to five servings of fruits and veggies each day, right? Keep things as normal as possible. And if you slip up, you slip up. But the next day is an opportunity to start fresh again. So try not to get stuck into this, oh, I ate like crap yesterday and the next day and all weekend, so just forget it. I'm just going to eat all the things and wait till next year. We're not going to do that this year, all right? When you're eating out, make half your plate vegetables. That's the easiest, simplest thing you can do. If 50% of your plate is vegetables, you're going to be on the right track. When you decide to consume alcohol, be sure you're properly hydrated and fueled, meaning you've eaten enough that day before you do so, and alternate each drink with a glass of water. Maybe finding a friend or someone to team up with to be accountable to make the best possible choices you can would be a helpful tip for you. Pay attention to your mood. If it feels like it's starting to slip, talk to your doctor right away. I will tell you from personal experience and after having multiple friends and family members that live with depression or seasonal mood disorders or just those winter blues that the sooner you seek help, the sooner you're going to start feeling better, right? So don't get yourself stuck in a rut of, I feel terrible, but I don't want to talk to anyone about it. Talk to your doctor as soon as you start to see that your mood is slipping. Next, keep focused on a healthy immune system. So we talked about lots today, but things that can help keep your immune system going at its prime level is regular exercise, a low intake of refined sugars and alcohol to prevent illness, 
Um, it'll also prevent missed time from work and it'll prevent you from missing activities that you want to participate in, right? Because nobody wants to be stuck sick in bed when they could be out doing fun things. So exercise, low sugar and alcohol intake. And let's take that exercise a little bit further. We didn't talk about it much in this episode, but you knew I had to touch on it. Move your body. 30 to 60 minutes of intentional movement each day really can go a long way in your health. Make exercise a priority this season to help with so many things. It will help combat weight gain. It will help with your stress levels. It will help prevent depression. It'll actually help keep your immune system healthy 30 to 60 minutes a day. You all know that if you need help with that, you can reach out to me. I've got you for that. Lastly, I want you to take time for you. So find a way to really prioritize stress reduction. So yes, the exercise is going to help. But on top of that, you know, that buzzword self-care, this is a time of year to focus on yourself. 10 minutes of reading each day, maybe taking a walk or getting fresh air outside in the middle of your day, maybe on your lunch break, even if it's cold, even if it's just five minutes, it can make a big difference. Meditation, deep breathing, yoga, taking a bath, watching your favorite show, um, laughing with someone, right? Finding a way to smile throughout the day. Whatever you can do to help lower your stress levels and improve your relaxation can really go a long way in maintaining a healthy, happy life this winter. So to recap from the episode, from the top all the way down, know before you go, when you go out to eat, control your portions and think about what you're placing on your plate when you are at social gatherings, maybe even bringing your own dish so that you know you've got something that you can fall back on. Limit your alcohol consumption always, but especially during the holiday season. Help keep that immune system at its prime with taking down the sugar intake, reducing the alcohol intake, increasing the fruits and vegetables and whole foods that you eat. Take care of your stress levels with self-care, meditation, exercise, all of those things. And if your mood starts to slip during this holiday season, reach out to your doctor right away and tackle it head on so that you can get the best care as soon as possible and you don't have to sit and suffer for too long. So here is to wishing you a very healthy and happy holiday season. I hope this episode helped you and gave you some ideas of how to manage your nutrition as we enter the world of social events and holiday gatherings. I hope you have a really awesome week. If you loved this episode, I really would appreciate it if you shared it on social media and tagged me or just hit that share button and sent it to a friend and let them know to have a listen. Thank you so much. Have an awesome, beautiful, wonderful week, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.